This is the Daily Wrestling News for January 28th, 2021. My name is Ryan Joy, and I am coming to you live from Minutes to Belltown Studios on the beautiful Treasure Coast of the Sunshine State. And I am joined today by the senior NXT correspondent to the Essential Wrestling Podcast, Mr. John Smith. John, what's going on today? Uh, not much today, man. Uh, yesterday was was a big day for me. It was the, uh, the 28th anniversary of the passing of Andre the Giant, my all-time favorite. And, um, you know, the business would not be the same if he was, if he never existed. So I just wanted to give him a little shout out. Absolutely. And I see you're wearing a shirt. Um, I, I have a, I, if I could turn my camera, which I cannot, I <laughs> have John Andre the Giant on my wall here, life-size fathead. He is the official bouncer of Minutes to, Minutes to Bell Time Studios. Um, I will at some point uh, get my, my setup so that I can rotate it on the office and, I, and you know, we can... We can see that view. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I bet, man. Did you hear about John Cena being in a coma? He, uh, no. he woke. He woke up, um, and then he asked the nurse. He was like, "Where? Where am I?" And she said, "I see you." And he said, "No, you don't." <laughs> wow! How long has that been in your back pocket? <laughs> about ten minutes. I, I saw it on Face or I saw it on Twitter this morning, and I was like. I figure out a way to make, turn that into a, a something for the show. So pretty pathetic, but you know. But hey, I mean, cheap, a cheap laugh is still a laugh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you, it's funny in that one though. You're almost laughing more at the attempt at humor at humor <laughs> than you are at the humor. <laughs> but uh, Al Carl says there will <laughs> be no survivors. There will be no survivors. <laughs> 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 that worked out perfect that I put the uh, the gif up as you said. <laughs> All right. So uh, in terms of the show today, we have the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day. We have NXT and Dynamite to run through. We have a new segment I'm going to call Florida Wrestling. And uh, basically that's the news, but it's all about Florida Wrestling today. So um, stay tuned for that toward the end of the show. And then we got trivia. And John, let me just scroll down here. You accurately predicted that it would be a Royal Rumble trivia day, as it is that week. Uh, and we're looking at 2017. Okay. So it's a fairly recent one. It's not one of the ones I watched recently, actually. So oh, no. <laughs> John has been studying, uh, you know, trying to get himself ready for trivia. And uh, yeah, I went with there. like mid. I went with mid 2000s to like the mid teens. Yeah. Well. Let's see what. Let's see how you do. Um, all right, let's get the show on the road. The ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better. Question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, a place where you can join or host a Pick'em league to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at prowrestlingpick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And John, we have a big weekend coming up with Pro Wrestling Pick'em. There are a lot of points on the line. Um, and I didn't give you a heads up on this, but if I were to nail you, put a gun to your head right now and say, who's winning that Royal Rumble, you would say? Sheamus. Sheamus, okay. Not Daniel Bryan, as he's featured on my shirt today? 
No, and I don't particularly think that Sheamus is going to end up being my pick on our show on Saturday, but he was the first one that came to mind. He's, I think he's got a great chance at winning it. I know that, that Al Carl doesn't like that because he doesn't think that Sheamus deserves to be a two-time Rumble winner with all the names that have won the, the Rumble twice, but I say Batista's on that list, so anybody can be. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, well, your random question for the day is if you had to live someplace other than New Jersey, does any place come to mind? Um, the first place that came to mind was Australia. Uh, it's beautiful there. Um, you know, I dig the accent. I use this Australian accent on my GPS in the car. Um, <laughs> and they speak English. And I don't have it in me to go ahead and, and learn another language. I mean, I could get by on some Spanish, but it's mostly restaurant Spanish, so I don't know how uh, – how accurate it would be in, in real life situations. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm living in Florida. If I didn't, if I had to live someplace else, I'd want it to be Hawaii. Um, I don't know if I could swing that, but um, I am, I am actively trying to learn Spanish this year. I took French in high school. So, you know, I never took any language after, after that, but I am trying to learn Spanish because I want to be able to watch Lucha Libre. I think I've talked about that on the show before, but we'll see. We'll see. So far, I I know Gato is cat. <laughs> Maybe you can go ahead and turn on the SAP button whenever you watch wrestling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm, I'm going to watch WrestleMania 36 today. I uh, rewatch that. Maybe I'll watch it in Spanish. Yeah. So... All right. Um, well, let's talk about let's talk about last night's wrestling, and um, we'll start with NXT because I think that's the show that you popped more for last night, correct? Uh, yeah, definitely. Especially because I couldn't even tune into the other show. Uh, there was some sort of something wrong with the feed, and then my DVR was the same way. So I saw some of the, uh, the Twitter highlights, but I haven't. I wasn't able to catch the whole show, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of people. I think if you had Dish, you're okay. If you had some other service provider, you're okay. But most people who had cable had issues with Dynamite last night. I had issues with everything for from about 8 to 8.30. It was weird because it was everything. Like almost as soon as it turned 8, like the feed went to crap and it didn't come back until 8.30. So I had to switch over to watch stuff in the in the app. So, but I did get through all of NXT. I was able to watch everything except for the first match, which was MSK defeating uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Um, again, I didn't see the match. I don't even know how it ended, John. Do you uh, do you have a note on that? Um, the I mean, it was I. The note I have here is it was a pretty standard match. Um, I mean, it was it was longer. It was like 12, 13 minutes, something like that. But um, you know, nothing too crazy. The team that we thought was going to win won, and. Um, yeah, there was some sort of crazy moonsault combo that that they did that I can't even describe. But if you go back and watch it, they they did some they did some really cool stuff, man. Oh yeah, it was um he did a not a moonsault, a uh, like a shooting a standing shooting star press, and uh -huh. the other guy pushed him right. and he landed yeah. on him. I've never seen that. Maybe that's something that they've done in in Impact, but I've never seen that. That was really cool. Yeah, I never saw that before they came to NXT. I think they did that in the last match, but it's a really impressive move either way. Yeah, it um, must have escaped me. I must have been looking away real quick last week then. Taking a note on the thing that they did before that. But um, is MSK, you think, the are they a favorite to make it to the finals? 
I think so. Now that the like the way that they pushed them and the way they beat uh, Drake and uh, Dane yesterday, I I don't see them losing to Legato. And I think Legato is going to beat the the Lucha House Party, but I don't see uh, MSK losing to them. I you know maybe Carrying Cross gets involved in that the same way he looks like he might be getting involved in other things. Right. A lot of um a lot of power left in the in the Dusty Cup when you consider you've got Champa and Thatcher. Um, and then you got the Undisputed Era still in there. So it's like you've got main event talent, not just tag team talent in this thing. Yeah, that's going to be a tough match to call, too. UE versus uh, Thatcher and Ciampa. I kind of love this dichotomy of Ciampa and Thatcher actually working. Um, if they, if they you know, team up and stay together, I think that's a really fun team. Um, yeah, I like, to see, I like to see somebody make a meme of them as the stepbrothers. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> Well, you know, so that happened later in the show. It was just, it was just a promo. Um, they obviously have undisputed era next week, but Champa basically said, you know, there's some fights you don't forget. There's some fights that you know you come out with respect. And Thatcher's like the fight pit changes the people, and it changed us. And I accepted, you know, I, I Champa earned my respect, and I that's why I said yes to the you know the question. So they'll be married on next week's episode. So. That yeah, Matt Riddle cool. lost his first name in the fight pit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it changes you. <laughs> it's like the lake of reincarnation. <laughs> and then uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, uh, they got the win over Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. No big surprise there, but then also, you know, I think we had a surprise last week in that in that. Um, in the dusty cup on the female side. So, um, but Dakota and Raquel advance, they look to me like the favorites for this thing. And I, I wouldn't have said that before because I was kind of thinking Raquel was in the, the main title picture with the EO, but that's clearly not the case anymore either. So. Yeah. I guess they're, uh, they're holding off on that. Maybe EO gets one more win before Gonzalez takes it from her. If Gonzalez takes it from her, it looks like they're setting up for a three way on that, but um you know the, the yeah the what's their name? Oh, Aaliyah and Jessa Jessa and Kamea they did, barely got any offense in in this match. It was just all Dakota and Gonzalez and I mean they're they're fighting um, Caden and what's her face next week? Casey. Right, Casey and Caden. So I mean they they're a dark horse to win it all. But I my pick has been Ember and Shotzi from the start, so I'm sticking with them. Okay, okay. I really like that choke slam from. Raquel, by the way, it's very impressive. Yeah, that's it. Looks brutal, and it's it's. I guess it's better when she's in there with somebody that's kind of small, like the like. Yeah, and, and even if you don't want to take that move, you're taking that move. <laughs> Just ask Nia Jax. <laughs> Al is uh, putting in his words for Casey to win the tournament. She does have a partner. Let's not forget Casey and Kaden. <laughs> Okay, so then uh, Tyler Rust, he got back on the horse, got a win over uh, Rios. Rios did not have a nameplate graphic to start the match or anything, but um, he did uh, – Tyler Rust used the double Fujiwara, kind of similar to um, Venus de Milo from, from Diana. Yeah, it was almost like they, they were actively trying not to tell us the name of inaction in this match. 
Because yeah. I, I, I think I heard them say his name once, but I didn't rewind it to, to listen to it again. So I just had it down as inaction. So but, I heard, um, I heard uh, Vic Josephs and Beth Phoenix refer to him as Rios. And then I, I actually rewound it back to the beginning of the match and just studied it to see if they put a graphic up. No graphic. So that's Rios. I believe the spelling would be R-I-O-S, but who knows? Yeah. Grizzled young veterans use the ticket to mayhem to punch their ticket past Kushida and Leon Ruff. Um, Kushida, I mean, I think that we all call that. I mean, we we all have grizzled young veterans in the finals, I think. Um, and we think Kushida is probably lining up against Gargano. That looked obvious based on everything we saw with Gargano doing the attack after the match. But Dexter Loomis has also inserted himself into this equation. And uh, it looks like Austin Theory might be his next victim, John. Yeah, he was lurking behind them in their backstage promo, too. After they walked away, he popped out of the curtain. And then uh, at the end of their match, he got himself not so much involved, but he just scared the crap out of them and made them stop doing what they were doing. And they left the, they left the arena themselves. I know. I kind of wrote in my notes. I wrote in my notes that uh, Dexter Lewis made the save, but it was kind of a. I mean, he didn't do anything to make the save except be Dexter Lewis and just stare awkwardly at the proceedings. And that was enough. Yeah, that's all you need to do for for now when you're Dexter Lewis. Maybe in three years it'll get old, but I th I love it for now. Yeah, yeah. So the Santos Escobar situation. Um, I'm never really a big fan of when we we get told we're going to get a match. And then they do angles and things to not give us the match. So I'm not I'm not liking that. What I did like though is uh, the passion from William Regal in the backstage area to, to tell Santos Escobar he will be wrestling Kurt Stallion next week. But then also uh, Santos Escobar found a card, a tarot card, very similar to something Carlet was twirling in her hand earlier in the evening. So. That promo last week, we talked about how he took shots at people, and it looks like he's going to be getting some shots taken back. Yeah, it looks like my wish is going to come true of Santos Escobar moving up towards the main event because I think Kurt Stallion takes this title from him with the help of Cross next week. Um, like the 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 Scarlet's promo, it was very cryptic. You know, she was saying, uh, "What'd she say? Stay your course, or he will alter his." Is what she said. So it looks like Karrion Cross is taking a detour on his way to that NXT title, and Legado del Fantasma is that detour. And I cannot wait because I think they're not going to make it a squash. I think they're going to make it an awesome match eventually. I I'm very hopeful that it's not a squash. Is there any chance that Karrion Cross cuts enough weight to compete for that title? <laughs> Absolutely no. not. But no. that title will be on Stallion after next week, I think, anyway. <laughs> Cross would be emaciated to, to make that weight, I think. Um, yeah. So, so yes, we do get Santos Escobar versus Kurt Stallion next week, but uh, Killer Cross or Karrion Cross is going to be looming in the background. And then the other uh, backstage promo thing that we, we saw last night was Imperium. It looks like, you know, they've made a big deal about Wolf rejoining the fold in the, on the stateside version. A lot of imagery of Walter in this little pre-taped uh, video package promo. It looks like Imperium's coming back to full force. I don't know if that means Walter's coming over or not, though. I would hope so. I mean, they teased it, so I don't see why they wouldn't be doing it. 
Um, I, I know Walter likes to stay overseas and, and be in, in the UK so he could be close to home, but, you know, we want him over here, so we might be getting him. <laughs> well, it, you know, it would, the, the trouble right now is COVID, right? I think I'm sure Walter would have been here for a program or two, but COVID is making that travel very difficult. But maybe they figured that out, and maybe maybe Walter and Devlin come over for a Worlds Collide show, and, you know, then they go back. All they got to do is tape about, you know, tape more episodes of UK so they can make that work. Right. Um, the women's championship angle. Tony Storm came out to do a promo. Mercedes Martinez came out. Yoshirai came out. Big brawl. Um, at the end of the, the proceedings, though, Tony Storm stood tall with the championship. So it looks to me like the immediate path is Tony Storm and Yoshirai. Um, Maybe a three-way like you mentioned earlier. But that- yeah, I'm thinking it's a three-way because Tony Storm took a, little, a couple shots at Martinez in the yeah. process. You know, not only was she, like, trying to hog the beat-up of EO, but then eventually she she dragged Martinez out of the ring and shoved her against the apron, the hardest part of the ring. Yeah. So, you know. Now, the, the interesting thing is that AEW has beach break next week. And NXT hasn't really put a huge lineup. They've announced a couple of things. But it seems to me like maybe one of the things that they'll do is one of these championship matches or maybe Tony versus Mercedes to determine a challenger or something like that because they really haven't put up a, a good good lineup to go against Beach Break. Yeah, I mean, we're going we're gonna to get a bunch of Dusty Cup matches. Um, and then you got the Cruiserweight title. So yeah. maybe, that'll, maybe that'll main event it. Al says Tony uh, Tony Storm was looking good with the title. You know, I think they've they waited a very long time to pull the trigger on Tony Storm, and I think it, it, they need to do it soon. Um, and I do think you know Yoshirai is she's probably main roster material here pretty quick, so maybe they need to get the title off her. Yeah, Tony Storm looks good whether she's holding the title or not, man. <laughs> Bronson Reed got a win with the tsunami splash over Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, yeah, I, Swerve had a big promo beforehand, um, but it was very weird and awkward. I didn't really understand it, but um, he went out there and got and got beat by Bronson Reed, and I think that's the story. Well, when you point at somebody, you got three fingers pointing right back at you. That was what he was saying. He's like, oh. Point your finger at me. Oh, how many are pointing at you? The other three. You know, gotcha. I did not so, make yeah. that connection. Yeah, it's like a, a look, a look in the mirror kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. Well, now I understand. <laughs> yeah, where where was um, Bronson Reed's reptile around his shoulders this week? I don't know. <laughs> what was it like a baby dragon? I'm glad that he got rid of that finally. <laughs> we need him in uh, Bam Bam Bigelow attire always. I think. Absolutely. Because so, he's got uh, the, the entrance. I love the way I love his entrance. He just he's he needs a better outfit. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't need to be seeing his thighs like that. He's not bashing booger, you know. <laughs> Him and Dave Mastiff have a from the NXT UK program have a similar entrance where they walk out and the ground shakes and things like that. But um, uh, in the main event, Kyle O'Reilly got a submission win using a heel hook. Um, so O'Reilly and Balor won the match. 
Uh, and then Pete Dunn arrived, and then the Undisputed Era arrived. And then at the end, Battler kind of, he was standing in front of the Undisputed Era, and then he took a step back and stood with the Undisputed Era, and they didn't seem to like that. And then he stood behind the Undisputed Era. I'm not sure what kind of imagery they were going for, if he's going to have them fight for him, or if he's going to fight for them. Or he's not apparently not going to fight with them. Yeah, it's weird because there is a fourth, but is Bobby Fish injured or something right now? Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So I guess you know when once McAfee's around, they would need a fourth person. But I would rather see three on four than than have Balor just inserted into the undisputed era. Yeah, and we haven't seen McAfee in a while, so who knows? I I think that McAfee launched this group, and now Donna owns this group. That's that's how I like to look at the situation. On the dynamite side of things, we'll kind of go through this quickly since I know you didn't get to watch it, but Eddie Kingston, he cheated to defeat Lance Archer. I didn't see Lance Archer taking an L here. I thought he would win this and kind of continue his build. Um, Jake Roberts, unfortunately, got beat up by the Butcher and the Blade, and that's what caused the distraction, which led to Brass Knucks, which then led to uh, Eddie Kingston getting the win. Yeah, I wasn't too pleased with the outcome of this, but I guess – Butcher and Blade got involved, so it's not really that big a deal. Yeah, yeah. John Moxley says there's always drama with the elite. That's for sure. Uh, but he likes a good six man, and so it'll be him and and uh, Pac and Phoenix at Beach Break. So Sting and Darby Allen they admit to being hoodlums. Team Taz showed they were hoodlums and beat up the merch people. So um, <laughs> those those are pretty good. I mean, the the Sting and Darby Allen one was a little. Mm, a little weird, but the Team Taz one I liked a lot. So, Yeah, I saw both of those on Twitter. I mean, the Taz one was good, but you'd think that after 35 years in the business, Sting could cut a better promo than that, you know? Well, yeah, they kind of – it wasn't very good. <laughs> it, was, it, it was as if he didn't know what he was supposed to – he wanted to say. Yeah, better luck next time, I guess. Yeah. Chris Jericho hit the Judas effect on Griff Garrison and then followed up with a lion salt. He, so he won their tag match. It was it was MJF and Chris Jericho versus the Varsity Blondes. Jericho won a match with the lion salt, and that's something we haven't seen since WCW. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably exaggerating, but it's been a long time since he used that as his finisher. Yeah, he was using it in WWF at some point, but then he's transitioned to the – the code breaker, code breaker, the uh, lion tamer, the oh, yeah, yeah and, and Judas effect. Um, right. Cody Rhodes appears that he is going to be teaming with Red Velvet to face Shaq and Jade at Revolution. Um, they did a big long song and dance in the, in the middle of the ring. Arn Anderson took the mic. He introduced Red Velvet. She came down, stirred things up, as she likes to say. And now we have Red Velvet and Cody against Jack and Jade. It's interesting to me because unless Jade is similar to Pat McAfee in her uh, ability to pick things up, I would have thought they would have put an experienced person on that team to do most of the work. So I was kind of surprised to see that it line up this way. Yeah, maybe it's not going to be that long of a match to begin with. Yeah, yeah. In, in that situation, do you think do you think that Cody and Red Velvet don't get the W? Do you think Shaq will get a win here? 
I would hope so, man. Like for Cody to just bring Shaq in just to beat him, that's uh, that's very. I mean, it is very Cody Rhodes of him, but I, I don't think that's the way they're going. I think Jade pins Red Velvet. And we're six weeks away, but I think that's what happens. Um, Hangman Adam Page he got the win over Ryan Nimeth, but the main story was Matt Hardy's appearance at ringside. He came down. Um, to kind of support Paige, watch the match um, kind of unannounced. Afterwards, Tony Schiavone comes out and says, you know, what's going on, Matt? Matt says, you know, Paige, you're a good guy. You need to hear that sometimes. The elite trashed on you, and then the Dark Order were pursuing you, and that was awkward. He's like, now you're changing in the hallway outside of catering. You can use my locker room. That was the whole gist of the segment. So uh, Tony Schiavone said, I think you should take him up on it. So it must be Tony had an awkward moment in catering or something. But it seems like he's trying to recruit Paige, but I think it's going to end up with Paige versus Matt Hardy. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Okay, match of the night, I think, for me, across all programs, was Jungle Boy against Dax. Um, I have not seen very many FTR singles matches. And uh, these guys went. They got a good amount of time. And they traded a ton of near falls. It was a great match. At the end, um, Luchasaurus, the, the gimmick for this match was Luchasaurus was handcuffed to both uh, uh, Cash and Tully Blanchard. So after Jungle Boy got the submission win using the, uh, what's it called, the snare trap, um, Cash and Tully got released. They fujied Luchasaurus, jumped in the ring. Eventually, they handcuff Luchasaurus to the ropes and cut off his horns <laughs> right before. And then they they turn to Jungle Boy, and they're about to cut Jungle Boy's hair when the locker room empties. Like, you can cut Luchasaurus's horns, but don't touch that hair on Jungle Boy. <laughs> so, Yeah, this some, those are some glorious locks on Jungle Boy. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those, uh, you know, if you take that away from Jungle Boy, it kind of ruins the gimmick a little bit. So. When he when he yeah. turns heel in ten years, that'll be what he does. He cuts the hair. <laughs> Luchadoras got Fujied, according to John DeCani. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's how you say it in Spanish. That's your that's that's your first Spanish word of the day for you, Luchadoras. I, I would have yeah that that makes sense because you know Luchador yeah you know I'm I'm on board. Luchadoras. <laughs> Britt Baker got a, another submission victory, so second submission on the show. She beat Shanna, which ultimately just led to a fight between her and Thunder to set, you know, to further program and set up the Thunder Rosa versus uh, Britt Baker match next week. Um, Sammy Guevara and MJF bickered backstage. Sammy Guevara, I don't think, is long for the inner circle. If the inner circle is long for this world, Sammy Guevara, I don't think, is long for that group. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's our revolution match, Guevara versus MJF. But the yeah, that'd be brothers, a good match. What's that? No, I was just saying that would be a good match. I think so, yeah. Um, it's a contrast of styles. MJF doesn't really leave his feet that much. Darby, or Darby, Sammy flies about a lot. Last year, it was Sammy versus Darby at Revolution, and that match, most of it took place before the bell rang. Darby came out of the ring. He immediately ran across the ring and dove out. He puts the Suicida in Tope Suicida. 
and then they wrestled for about 10 minutes on the outside. Sammy Guevara hit a 450 off the top rope through a table onto Darby. And then the bell finally rang. The match went about two minutes, and then it was over. Um, it was a hot start to that to that affair. So Sammy Guevara has a good uh, – doesn't have a good winning re- win-loss record at Revolution, but he has a good showing. Um, uh, the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks defeated the Dark Order in the main event. Stu Grayson took the pin, which is, of all things, surprised me. I didn't think that Stu Grayson was going to be the one taking the pin. Meltzer Driver from the Young Bucks. Um, uh, and then afterwards, Matt Jackson grabbed the mic. He said, there's a tag team battle royal next week to determine our opponents for AEW Revolution, and we're in the match. If we win, we get to pick our opponents. And as he turns his head and looks at the Good Brothers, you never know who we might pick. So it looks like that could be our match for Revolution. Um, makes sense. That was supposed to be like the first big tag team program in AEW, but the Good Brothers then resigned with WWE. So um Long time coming, but it sounds like that's what what we're headed towards. I'd love to see it be title for title. Yeah, yeah. And then you have more belt collectors. But probably the Good Brothers would win, so you have that whole belt collecting faction. But yeah, yeah. So AW also a little news news item here. That was the whole show, but they also during the show announced that um, as part of the World Title Eliminator Tournament on the women's side. They are, they are putting Serena Deeb and Riho against each other in a first-round match. And it's on the U.S. side of the bracket, they said. So I don't know what that means because Rio's not. <laughs> Rio would be easy to put on the Japanese side. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. But yeah. um, Maybe they're doing maybe they're doing America versus Japan in, in the first round, all, all 16 or all eight matches maybe. Who knows? Yeah, yeah it could be that they're doing that. Um. And then, so that was that was the big announcement that they made for the tournament. That's still upcoming. They don't have dates on that. I imagine there's a lot of logistics that are need to be worked out with travel and quarantine and all that junk, and then positive and negative testing. But next week on Dynamite, we have that tag team battle royal we talked about. We have the wedding of Penelope and Kip. Mira will be there. Charles Taylor will be there. Um, we have Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. And then we have Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus John Moxley, Ray Phoenix, and Pac. Um, that should be a really great match. I mean, I, th- I think that should be that should own the night. I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one definitely. On the although on the NXT side of the house, we have Lucha House Party versus Legado del Fantasma, and if that match is given the time and the attention that it needs, that match could be could be off the charts as well. Yeah, that's probably going to be the show opener. Yeah. We also have Undisputed Era versus Ciampa and Thatcher, which we talked about earlier. That match could be brutal. Um, you have four really, really good workers in there. So for that to be good. And then we have the Santos Escobar and Kurt Stallion match that we thought we were going to get this week. That's going to be next week with Karrion Cross in the background. So who knows? Yeah, it's a pretty stacked show just with those three matches. Next Wednesday is going to be a fun night. Yeah. I hope TNT comes through on my Hulu this time. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. You said um, you watched on the TNT app. Do you subscribe to that, or is that just a, like a free service? So if you have cable um, and you have TNT in your cable package, you oh, can okay. sign in and, and 
and use it at you. Same thing with US. With my Hulu login, though, I'm sure. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would look into it, but I doubt it. All right, John, anything else in the NXT Dynamite range before we move into uh, our new segment here? Uh, no, not right now. All right. Al says Casey's going to steal next Wednesday when she pins Raquel. I didn't actually see the match announced. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was announced. But uh, if Casey pins Raquel Gonzalez, that is going to be something to celebrate. Yeah, I don't know if I see that happen. I think Dakota Kai takes the fall, if anything, if they lose. You know, with that new finisher that Casey does, the fact that anybody gets up and walks away from it, whether it be her or the opponent, is kind of impressive. So. Yeah, it looks like she's going to get whiplash when she does it. Right. All right, so here we go with our new segment. Calling it hashtag Florida Wrestling. Uh, it's basically our new segment, but I, I have all Florida segments today. Um, three, three things I want to mention. Um, Ignite Wrestling, they had their fifth anniversary show that I went to last weekend. I talked about that on the show Monday with Al. Um, they punched out three videos on their YouTube last night, so you can go watch the show. If you go to Ignite Wrestling channel on YouTube, you'll find a playlist for the fifth anniversary show. It has all three episodes. Um, about an hour and a half worth of content, So, um, but they've broken it into three different groups, so you can go watch uh, watch one today, watch one tomorrow, watch one the next day. It's all there. It's all free for you on YouTube. Um, and then the Coastal Championship Wrestling, they released episode 1.19 of the Alive series on YouTube. The South American Alliance wrestled two matches, and you can go to Coastal Championship Wrestling on YouTube. Look for episode 119. Nilio Cuomo Costa from CCW was on this show recently. He'll be back on the show on Monday. Uh, and Cha-Cha Charlie, who was on also on this show, he'll be facing Ariel Levy um, in an upcoming uh, event called Bash at the Brew down here in Florida. They uh, Ariel Levy recently wrestled on Dark. So um, there's your CCW update. And then Tony T broke news yesterday on Nawab's Facebook channel. They announced their TV tapings. They're going to be taking place in Ocala, Florida on April 17th, May 22nd, and June 26th at the Boys, Boys and Girls Club. So we get more uh, North American Wrestling Alliance down here in Florida. Uh, so we'll be looking forward to getting out to those shows. And that is Florida Wrestling for the day. So, John, yeah, well, by the way, I got a word of advice for you. Oh. If you're going to. If you're going to dilly-dally with your trash, don't do it before a podcast because the trash man just drove by, and now I got, I'm stuck with trash in my house for the next four days. So when you when it's trash day, do it the night before, guys. <laughs> you know, that is something that we can all learn from. There's your pro tip for John Smith from John Smith today. That was his word of advice. That wasn't even the planned word of advice. It's just it's it's happening live as we speak. I could have just ran out right now and thrown it out on the curb, but I figured I'd be a professional about it. And you are absolutely critical for this next segment because the next segment is trivia. We told I told you at the top of the show, 2017 Royal Rumble. Um, we'll see how you do.
All right. So first things first, who won the Royal Rumble in 2017? Was it A, Shinsuke Nakamura, B, Randy Orton, C, Triple H, or D, Seth Rollins? Pretty sure that one, Randy Orton. It is Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Uh, so you're one for one. And after winning the Royal Rumble, who did Randy Orton challenge for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania? Was it A, Bray Wyatt, B, Roman Reigns, C, Seth Rollins, or D, Daniel Bryan? Bray Wyatt. It was Bray Wyatt. That was when they had their little alliance. That's right. You're two for two. Who did Randy last eliminate to win the Royal Rumble in 2017? Was it A, Roman Reigns, B, Bray Wyatt, C, Chris Jericho, or D, The Undertaker? Oh. Roman Reigns. It was Roman Reigns. Three for three. It was either him or The Undertaker. I forgot which one. Well, that was your final four. Right there. Um, and then who had the most eliminations in the Royal Rumble in 2017? Was it A, Braun Strowman with seven, B, The Undertaker with four, C, Rusev with six, or D, Randy Orton with six? Strowman. It was Braun Strowman. I can All see right. that was a lot of calculating going on. Um, the Undertaker did have four. Rusev did not have six. Randy Orton did not have six. It was basically Braun with seven, Undertaker with four, and then a lot of twos and threes. A lot of threes, actually. Gotcha. Okay, so you're four for four. You you have a potential to hit the perfect flex today. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I got to catch up to John DeConi and Al. Well, let's just before we yeah let's let's take a look here. Okay, John went. I guess I didn't update this. John went four for four for five yesterday. Yes, four for five. So he's eighteen for twenty. Um, I don't think you can catch him. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Just keep giving me more questions until I catch <laughs> your your question here. Who defeated AJ Styles for the WWE Championship on this card? Was it A. Kevin Owens, B. Roman Reigns, C. John Cena, or D. The Big Show? That was John Cena. That was one of the best matches ever, and it's hard to say that with John Cena involved, but it was one of the best matches ever. Perfect. 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 There you have it. John Smith, everyone. Perfect. Hitting the perfect plex to close out the month. So I'll tally up those scores and we'll celebrate our, uh, our monthly champion on Tuesday's show. All right. Yeah, Al still has a shot to get it, right? Or tie, tie John DeConi, I think. Yeah, if he gets perfect, he can get yeah, we'll see about me getting 18 for 20 also. It'll be tough for me to do Royal Rumble trivia on the Royal Rumble episode, considering Al will have studied the stats thoroughly by the time we get to that episode. But Jericho in a shark cage was 27. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> All right. Well, before we leave, there's things I need to tell you about. 
Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca are going to be on the primetime rundown this Friday, January 22nd. It'll be episode 48, and we are going to take you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then also, don't miss us on Saturday as we have our Royal Rumble special on the Essential Wrestling Podcast. It's going to come your way on Saturday, January 30th. Al Carl will be there. John Smith will be there. I will be there. John DeConi will be there. Tyler Adell, Gary Mahaffey. It'll be uh, tons of insight coming up for the Royal Rumble. Our coverage is going to begin at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Do not miss it. It should be a lot of fun, a ton of fun. We get to reminisce about our favorite Royal Rumble moments. We get to do predictions for this crazy event. We're going to try to call Final Four. We're not going to stick to just the top one, so... It should be a should be a blast. Yeah, looking forward to that one. And this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, is going to return on Sunday after the Royal Rumble. We're going to wait about ten or fifteen minutes after Rumble goes off the air, and then we're going to go live wherever you're watching this, and we are going to break it down. It'll be me and Travis, and we'll be, we'll be talking about who won, what we think, what's next. Did Ronda Rousey come back? Did Becky Lynch come back? Did CM Punk come back? All these questions and more uh, will be answered during the Royal Rumble broadcast, and then we'll talk about them. But uh, congratulations to John Smith, who hit, closes out the month with the perfect plex. Uh, John DeConi even chiming in. He, I think he knows his championship is pretty secure, so he's feeling good about that. Yeah, that's, that's your cocky champion right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in fairness to John DeConi, he did not do so hot last month. So. I'm John Smith, just, anything before we get out and get out of here today? No, I'm going to go try to chase down the garbage truck after we get off the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For, for John Smith, for the state of Hawaii, for the country of Australia, I'm Ryan Joy. We'll catch you next time. Where's my outro? Here it is.